Welcome to Diva Talk Radio Studio D, an insider's view of diabetes news and information beyond the headlines. Here's your host, Mr. Diva Bettis. Hello, divas and dudes. Are you ready? Because I'm ready to welcome you to Diva Talk Radio Studio D. I'm your host, Mr. Diva Bedek, and joining me today is a Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter and record producer who has written songs for many of my very favorite, favorite, favorite divas, including Pat LaBelle, Angie Stone, Aretha Franklin, and Whitney Houston. But now, listeners, he's performing his own songs to great success. Please welcome Gordon Chambers. Hello, Gordon. Hello there. How are you? Wow, I, I'm thrilled to be talking to you. I'm, this is exciting for us. I'm glad to be here. You know, Diva Bedig is all about divas, 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 and uh, a lot of divas have a bad reputation, so I want you to clear things up right off the bat and tell us, out of all the divas you've worked with, which one was the most fun that you would like to work with again? The, the most fun by absolute stand in any in every way was Whitney Houston. She is, first of all, she's a funny woman. She has a great sense of humor, but she's very warm. She's very down to earth. She's the person who, in a recording session with her, who actually encouraged me to actually pursue the solo career. She's like, I think you can really sing, baby, and that's what you really want to do, you know? So um, she has a great spirit. She was very warm, very, we had just a great time, but, you know, Gladys Knight was really wonderful, too. You know, Gladys Knight was a, my parents are big fans of Gladys's, and Gladys was kind enough to call my mother at her mother's at my mother's job, and my mother hung up on her three times. She said, it's really Gladys, because I didn't tell my mom that I was in the studio with Gladys. It was kind of a surprise. So I had really good relationships with the divas, quote-unquote. They've been all really great. And, you know, when you're in the recording studio, it's, there's no time for all of that. You know, it's time is money. These people are very aware that, that, they're, that they're on the clock and the time is ticking, that they're paying for the studio time. So really, they get there to work, to record the song, to make it great. They've ch- chosen the song, or the record company has chosen the song, and they want a hit record, and they they come very humble and and ready for you to to give them a hit. So really, if anything, as a producer, you're kind of sometimes more the devo than they are, quote unquote, in that that scenario. I love it. I know that uh, you also work with Queen Latifah, just so many divas, and like me at Diva Bedek, I'm surrounded by women. You were at Essence before you started doing this. Now, as a songwriter, you are surrounded by women. Where do you draw your inspiration from to write empowering songs for these types of women? Well, I mean, you know, first of all, you know, the women in my family were very strong, you know, women. Um, my mother and my aunts, you know, and my, even my grandmothers, you know, they were just phenomenal people, and they were they were music lovers. And my father actually really introduced me. He was a real record um buyer and music aficionado so he collected lots and lots of music so growing up we heard in our stereo you know the sounds of such phenomenal music all the time ever flowing in the household so my love of the divas quote-unquote really came from the household you know my father loved phyllis hyman's music and she was one of my early first early mentors in the business so a lot of the love of of lyrics and the writing the music that i came from was was influenced by the music that i heard in in my household growing up and a love of music and wanting to continue a tradition of the great music, the 70s soul music that I heard growing up. And I've also, you know, I've always had the utmost respect for women, and I feel that R&B as a tradition, you know, has stopped speaking, you know, around the 90s and 2000s, 
started speaking down to women almost and speaking to them just as sexual creatures. And I wanted to really, as a songwriter, speak to them as sensual beings and intellectual beings and, and you know, and b- provide some intelligence and some sensuality to the R&B landscape. That's what I feel like my mission has been. And my career as a songwriter really got jumping while I was at Essence. So being there, I was around a bunch of intelligent, powerful, strong women. So it only made sense that I would respect them and as a songwriter try to speak to their highest good and highest intellect. I love that. And we at Diva Bedek respect you and appreciate you for doing just that. So Thank um, you. I know you've won a Grammy for I Apologize with Anita Baker, another one of our favorite divas. But so many divas and dudes from the R&B community have been suffered uh, health issues or setbacks or untimely passings. I'm wondering, Gordon, how do you stay healthy? I work out four to five times a week, sometimes even six. And I don't, you know, I I love a cocktail, but I don't have a, you know, I've, I don't overindulge in alcohol. I don't do any drugs. Um, I keep humble by having my family very close to me. They live close to me, and we talk almost every day. And um, I, 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 I love to volunteer and, and you know, do things with, with um, schools. And, and um, I go to church on Sundays. I live a lifestyle that's just not completely predicated on the industry or the charts or the what's hot or what's popping and what's fabulous of the moment. I really live an entire lifestyle around me. I have children around me. I have elders around me. I live, you know, in my community, and I'm just one of one of many hardworking people living in Brooklyn. Like my, you know, my I've always been humble because you know some of my role models have been my parents who still work hard every day and are phenomenal people. I've always looked up to the people in my own family, such that when it came time to work with entertainment icons that I've worked with, you know, be it the newbies like Beyonce's, you know, who I've worked for, or or the legends, you know, people like Nancy Wilson. You know, whenever it came time to working with them and meeting with them, I could always walk with my head held high. I was never so in awe of them. I was always respectful, but never so in awe of them that, uh, you know, it, it led me to do crazy things to get their attention. I, we could sit down. We could have a, a good, intelligent, working rapport and get our work done. Wow. And I know it has to be difficult at times as a songwriter and now also a performer to know which songs to give away. And I heard that you have an interesting Luther Vandross connection around one of the songs on your, uh, one of your earlier CDs. Yes. Well, on one of my very first C- CD, um, there's a song which is really my favorite song that I've ever written that I've recorded as a singer. And one of my favorite songs that I've ever written called I'll Miss You Most, which um, I had really, really written that song with Luther in mind lyrically, you know, and vocally and just the storyline of it. And... Um, you know, melodically, and tried to get it to Luther on several projects, you know, via his record company or management or whatever, and was never able to get it, you know, to a, was never able to get him to pay attention to it. So, you know, when he passed, unfortunately, you know, was the time when I said, you know, in the back of my mind, I always said, you know, the only person who's going to record this song will either be Luther or me. I wrote that song in the early 90s. I had no idea it would be 2005 before I'd make my debut album. But when Luther passed, I said, you know, I'll just hang on to that song. If I make a solo record, then I'll record it. Gerald Levert, incidentally, heard me performing it in a stage and kind of bum-rushed me on the stage and was like, Gordon, I want that song. Give me that song. Kind of sang and riffing on the song. And I ended up writing, you know, a couple of other songs for Gerald. But I said, I can't give you this song. But we became sort of friends out of that interaction. And so when I do it live in concerts, Sometimes I dedicate it to both of them, you know? 
All right. Well, now tell us, like, what is it like to see uh, Gordon Chambers perform live? Um, I think that I'm. I think you know you can tell when you hear me perform that I'm a that I'm a professional. I'm a veteran. You know, I'm experienced, and I I um I know what I'm doing. I know a lot about music. I'm very comfortable with people. You know, having spent years as not just a, a songwriter and a producer, you know, but also having been a journalist. So I, I can really tap and be aware of the audience's energies, and I can really give them what they need. I'm, I keep it very simple. There's not a lot of dancers. There's no, you know, crazy outfits. I'd like to just dress nicely and pr- give a professional presentation, and that's very heartfelt. You know, I let the songs speak for themselves, and my songs are very heartfelt and come deep from the heart. I think that I perform in the tradition of Motown, if anything, you know, like, which is professional, elegant, soulful, heartfelt performance. That's the tradition that I love and respect and admire and try to keep alive. I love it. And you've traveled around the world, and obviously there's different receptions for soul, R&B music around the world. What is it like to perform in Japan and places like that? It is amazing because, for one thing, what's amazing and phenomenal is how music translates beyond language, that, you know, people... um, can hear and feel the, the, what the songs mean and how they touch them, even beyond the language barrier. So that's always phenomenal. And what's phenomenal is the amount of the, the depth of respect that some of these international um, soul aficionados have for American African American soul music. It's like phenomenal. Like when I performed, you know, internationally, it's like you could feel a pin drop, you know, and even really crowded places. The minute I hit the stage, I mean, they quiet right down because they just really respect your craft. And, um, you know, when I went to Japan, you know, I went to this performance at this festival for thousands and thousands of people. And, you know, the minute they announced my name, I saw all these photographers flicking and flicking, like 50 or 60 photographers. So it kind of reminded me of, like, you know, when you walk the red carpet, you know, the celebrities walk the red carpet. And and I literally said to my interpreter, I said, where are all these photographers doing here? And the photographer said, Gordon, you're a a star here in Japan. They're here to cover. This is your Japanese debut. They're here to cover you. This This is big news in Japan. I said, are you serious? And she said, yes. So I got up there and did my. I was tired and jet lagged and exhausted, and I got up there and sang, sang for the, sang my heart out, you know. So it's very humbling just to see how respected, you know, soul music and even independent soul music is, you know, outside of the barriers of America. Because sometimes abroad people are not as influenced by the hype; they're just influenced by the by the music itself. And if they they think that the music is top-notch, then they treat you as a top-notch artist, regardless of what your chart position is. Well, thank you for keeping the music alive. And divas and dudes, we're out of time, but I want to remind you that Studio D is available on demand anytime, and I'd like to thank my guest, Gordon Chambers. Dot com. That's me, <laughs> GordonChambers.com. So for those who are listening, please log on to my website. Join the website so you can get announcements about where I'll be performing next. And you can also buy my music there, either physically or digitally. So please log on to GordonChambers.com, and I'd love to hear from all of you guys. All right. And also you can visit our blog, visit our Facebook group and fan pages, and log on to our website at divabetic.org. Remember, every diva has an entourage, and I'm so proud to be part of yours. On behalf of Divabetics, Diva Talk Radio, let's stay happy and healthy together.
Talk Radio Studio D is produced by the national nonprofit Better, providing wellness with a while for people living with and affected by diabetes.